0: Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, five oh nine here at the station. 70, 79 degrees and fair outside at the station in Piston. So if you're traveling, hopefully the weather's good for you tonight. Hopefully it holds up. I got to try to at least cut some of my grass tonight, and hopefully it dried out. Um, this week's U.S. inflation data is uh, pretty important to us, and um, here's why. Markets hate uncertainty, and there's a lot. The United Auto Workers Union may strike this Friday. We're going to talk about that later in the show a little bit. Uh, The federal government is heading toward another potential shutdown in October. Geopolitical tensions with China remain heightened, and oil prices could stay elevated through December. There's also the looming question about whether the Federal Reserve will hike interest rates. Again, there's a perfect storm coming with everything that's going on. And I know all these people that want to support this administration, want to say everything's hunky-dory, everything's the best that's ever been in this, uh, everything's repaired. No, it's not. You're feeling it. You know that you, that you just have to look at the people and, and just call them simply a liar. We're not doing better. Things cost more, and it's as simple as that. What's happening is a lot of the debt that we've taken on now—, now the debt is in the form of treasury bonds those treasury bonds are up and need to be paid back and they were taken out 5 10 15 years ago with anywhere from a 0.5 to a 1% interest rate so that's the interest we're paying on it when they refinance this debt now today they're going to be financing interest rates at 5 6 and 7% which is going to make our interest payments five times higher than they are now. That's one of the biggest red flags coming. And you have everything else that I just talked about, an auto workers strike, another potential government shutdown with the continuing resolution at stake, the issues with China, Russia, the war and everything that's going on there, and the elevated gas prices through the end of the year. They are expecting, economists, economists expect, uh, you know, I read a lot about this this morning, expect the annual inflation as measured by the Consumer Price Index, the CPI, which is due out tomorrow, to reach 3.6% for August, up from 3.2% in July. Now, July was a dip down to 3.2%. We're going in the right direction, but it needs to be below 2 The target rate for the government is below 2. Normal rate is somewhere around 1 to a little under 1%. That's the comfortable where economists like to see it. So they're already expecting it to jump from 3.2 to 3.6 from July to August when these numbers come out tomorrow. A reading along those lines would be much lower than the CPI's June 22 peak of 9.1%, but still well above that Fed target rate that we talked about. Now, this is where they get their talking points from. This is where you have callers come in. This is where you have people who want to support this decrepit old man who just lies to you time and time again in the White House and say, well, look, we're doing better. It was 9.1% in June of 2022. Now it's only 3.6% that's not lower that's on top of the 9.1 percent it's inflation this is simply the way it works if you just add those three months june 2022 9.1 percent july of 2023 3.2 percent august they're expecting 3.6 percent you're looking at 16 percent just for those three months increase so yes, a 3.6% rate they can say oh look it's 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 on its way down. No it's not. It's still inflation. It's not deflation. And in June 2022 peak of 9.1 that was also this administration's doing. Thursday the producer price index which tracks the average train, change in prices that businesses pay to suppliers is expected to show an annual increase of 1.2, up from 0.8 last month. Here's where they get their talking points again, from the other side, from the left, from this administration's supporters. The businesses, these corporate CEOs, it's greedy gouging, price gouging that they want to make their profits on. Well, no, the prices they pay to suppliers is going up from 08 last month to 1.2% this month. That gets passed along. This is just that producer price index. You add that to the cost of fuel, the cost of employment, the cost of everything else that has gone up. Renting their warehouses, their leases, everything that's had to be renewed. Their infrastructure, their supply chain issues. All that needs to be passed along. Just like when they talk about the oil companies taking historic bonuses and historic profits this year. Well, because a bunch of years they took losses because of COVID. So, yes, they need to recoup that. That's a business's job to make money for their investors. That's the way it works. It's not greed because those investors that are investing in that company boost the stock market. The stock market is where every union in this country's pension money is invested in. So, if the greedy corporations, as you want to call them, aren't doing the right thing with profit in mind, the middle class American worker that has a pension, a 401k, or whatever you have, an IRA, or whatever you have invested in, is not succeeding. They pick and choose the narratives, pick and choose snapshots of what's really going on to demonize the other side because that's the game. That's what this is about. Politics has become a game. It's become about money and power. It's real-life monopoly for them. And it's up to you guys, us, to know and read through their hieroglyphics of what they want to tell you, how they want to portray things, how they want to say these things. And I guarantee you, if this comes out at 3.6 tomorrow, up from 3.2 the month before, they're going to have this wonderful story about it. And even if the Fed comes in and boosts interest rates again, which is going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars on loans you take out, if you take a mortgage out, is going to cost you thousands of dollars more in a car loan or anything else. We need to start paying attention. Politics is a contact sport. We need to start holding them accountable. We need to start questioning them. We need to start figuring out... What's the best stay forward for us? Look at New York City, for example, with this whole thing with the illegal migration and everything they're doing. They are literally committing suicide financially. The entire one of the biggest cities in the world is committing suicide financially by going down a road they know is not sustainable because of politics, because they don't want to be the bad guy to say, yeah, the sanctuary city policy was probably a bad idea they don't want to admit they were wrong now oil this month's expected jump in inflation is due in large part to a surge in energy prices says the bank of america analysts prices jumped when saudi arabia and russia the world's biggest crude oil exporters said they would extend output cuts by at least another three months and since we're not energy independent here, it affects us. Higher oil prices also, of course, feed inflationary psychology. There is no price in America better known than the price of a gallon of gasoline. So when gas prices rise, American often regard it as a sign of runaway inflation, leading to lower consumer confidence and greater business caution. For many lower- and middle-income Americans, spending more on gasoline means spending less elsewhere. That's the way it works for most Americans. Government doesn't seem to believe that. Government says spending more on whatever they want to spend on means taxing us more, not spending less. So it's amazing how—and this is coming from an economic expert. For I'll read it again. Many, for many lower- to middle-income Americans, spending more on gasoline means spending less elsewhere. That's a big deal. Consumer spending accounts for about 70% of the American economy. Why don't we hold our government officials, the ones we put where they are, to that same standard? You know, I I, I, uh, I had a back and forth with uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Congresswoman from New York 14, where I was born and raised and lived for 27 years. She talked about this very thing, talking about how the CEO to worker difference is the highest it's ever been. The CEO is making so much more percent than the, the, the average worker of that company. And that's pretty much the way it should be. So we'll, we'll, we'll say that there. But I questioned her and says, what about your pay benefits per diems and bonuses that you get compared to the median income of your district? How about we talk about that, too? But, you know, they never want to talk about that. It may be five or six times higher, not the 20, 30 times that a CEO comes. But what is she doing for that five times the median income, six times the median income of her district? What are any of these congresspeople from around um, this nation, senators, what are they doing to collect that money so much higher than the median income from the districts they represent, from the states they represent? Maybe we should look into that too. As well, we dive into term limits. It's um, it's something we need to, to start looking at. We're going to talk about the UAW uh, strike that's coming, and uh, in a little bit, and uh, some other issues uh, that are going to affect our economy. But we're going to keep an eye on the CPI for tomorrow, our inflation rate tomorrow, because it will. Um, it will affect us all because we are all feeling it now. It's uh, 521 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather.
1: Well, thank you, Rob. This Data Internet Traffic Update is brought to you by Krispy Kreme in Clark Summit and Scranton. We have some slowing 81 southbound through the Wilkesbury area. We're also looking at road work causing some delays on North River Street in Plains between the Cross Valley On Ramp and Main Street. Clark Summit between Grove and Gravel Pond Road on 6 and 11 South State Street and over um, in the uh, off the highway, Casey Highway, that you have to take. That's all jammed up. Yes, Rob. It's jammed up between Dunmore and Troop. So I guess they're coming the other way then. Dunmore, when you get on, well, when you get on here at Dunmore, then it goes to Troop. So that area, it seems to be not moving very well at the moment. Nine miles per hour is what I think my last check was. So that they're doing some sort of work there at the moment. So whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K traffic. Before, though, Rob, you were talking about the weather and don't drive into those areas. Let me tell you, I drove into those areas on Saturday night. You don't know it when you hit it. You have no clue. And I did, well, I stopped three times, thought it would be okay to go, Uh, Once it was just nasty with a tractor trailer coming by me and I'm going into an ocean of water to begin with for that wave to come over top of me. I go through another similar thing, nobody near me, pull over for a while, things slow down. I thought, well, the rest of the ride home should be okay. I was well did you hear about that wedding out at the Beaumont Inn yeah, that was just god awful and the poor couple but hey they'll have a, a wedding they'll never forget for certain with that weather coming in but I was before the Beaumont Inn and it like it looked like that stream or the creek or whatever is right there was coming over the road and I had a line of cars in front of me and I'm, I kept thinking well if they're doing it I could do it but I'm pretty sure these are the waters I'm told I'm not supposed to drive into <laughs> but you're already into them yeah. and look at what happened in Clark Summit, they got into them. The water was filling up the car, and what do you do? And they
0: were in a tunnel where she couldn't open the door enough to get out. He was able to get out. She had to climb over to get out of his door because the door wouldn't open because they were pinned up against the the tunnel. Uh, so that's why I know where her. exactly you yeah. mean now. Yeah, it took her longer to get out of the vehicle, and that's when the second she got out from the free from the vehicle, she was and swept I, away.
1: And you just they come up so fast, you had no idea because I it was doing nothing when I left the place I was at in Wilkesbury. And then it was just started to rain as I was coming up toward Dallas, so you didn't you didn't realize. And I heard heard the Clark Summit was a mess at that point. There was a tree across the road by uh, Trevados, so I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't go home through the Clark Summit area. I guess thank God I didn't. But it, yeah, it comes up pretty quick, and you sometimes don't know. So it's it is. But don't try not to if you don't have to.
0: Yep. Yep. Well. Good advice there, and I'm glad you made it through. Did the water really come over the top of the car when the, the water, truck went by?
1: Yes, the water really came up. The truck drove by. The water was, like, over my car. I felt like I was, I like, I couldn't yeah. see anything, nothing. Not even, it was, I can't even explain how scary that was.
0: We're going to have to get you submarine sticker for your car now. <laughs> I, think, I think technically you're one now. <laughs> I think that
1: could be considered, Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from uh, Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron tonight: Showers and thunderstorms. Low 62. Tomorrow morning downpours and tea storms in the afternoon sun. Then afternoon sun. High 70. Thursday partly sunny, less humid. High 70. Friday more sun, breezy. High 70. Hopefully it's a good weekend. It's currently uh, 79 degrees and fair still outside at uh, your official weather station, WILK. And though, yes,
2: sir. Yes, it's uh, it's rough out there some days.
0: It is. It is. I, I believe we just had a a PennDOT worker that was hit, you know, in a construction zone by a driver, and was arrested The driver was arrested. But uh, like I said, this country does not move without you guys. Uh, it, it's interesting. I, I was driving down to Disney with my family in the minivan, and uh, I had a CB in my in my van. Because I, I like oh, to listen, nice. I like to listen to what's yeah. going on, and we hit a, a blizzard in Washington D.C. So from about Washington D.C. to just before about Raleigh, North Carolina, it was just coming down, and I knew if I got off the exit. Well, first of all, you really couldn't get off the exits because any car that tried to get off the exit got stuck. So we were just staying on our way. And I, and I was listening to the truckers, and I would get in my lane and I would drive. And you can hear the truckers saying, Oh, he's got Pennsylvania plates. He knows how to drive in this. Yeah. When, when you could see any other SUVs, like these SUVs from Virginia and stuff would come flying by. And next thing you know, they were off into the ditch and the side of the road. I would just, I'd get in those truckers' tracks, stay there, and just chug along with them. And they were like, Yep, he's got Pennsylvania plates. He knows what he's doing.
2: He absolutely knows what he's doing. Yes. So just to get that out there, I appreciate you uh, putting me on the radio.
0: No, no doubt. I'm, I'm glad you put it on my radar. I'll track it now, and we'll say something each and every day. Because, like I said, people don't realize nothing happens unless the truckers yeah. are on the road. So,
2: yeah, we have uh, same as every other occupation. You have good
0: and bad. So, That's absolutely, mean, you couldn't couldn't have, good. couldn't have said it better than that. And and the, the the hundreds of thousands of truckers that are out there, you know, the one or two events that we might have personally we're dealing with it. Um, doesn't even come into comparison. Okay, sir.
2: Thank you very much. All right, uh, Jack. I I, I like your show, and uh,
0: I'll keep listening. I appreciate it. You be safe on the road there, my friend. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Harold from Scranton on Biden. Harold, how are you today? Hello. Hi, Harold. You're on the air.
2: Okay. Mr. Rob, Harold is 90 years old. God and, bless you, uh, Harold. <laughs> yes, I am. And in the process of my life living, I never was aware aware of. I made more, uh, m- most of my time in my uh, youth, my marriage, my children, working. And my, my mind was on working, making money, making, supporting my family. Therefore, I never was really aware of anything that had to do with the, uh, the federal government uh as reported in the paper and of course i i was aware of it between 2015 and 2019 is when joe biden and his son made a trip to uh ukraine and in the process of that not only did his son get a job for $800,000, but the kid had never been i say the kid his son had never been in ukraine before so the question is how did he get that job well it has been proven that mr biden went over with his son to resolve some kind of situation where some reporter in the Ukraine, the federal government, wanted to get rid of him. And as to the best of my knowledge, he was an American citizen. And Joe Biden went over there and removed that guy. When he did, it's my understanding that uh, uh, a lot of money was paid to Hunter Biden by the federal government, by the government, uh, for... Something that Biden did, I believe, for that government, meaning they gave, he gave them money, we gave them money, the federal government did. Anyway, the the point I'm I'm going to try to make several points. One of my points is this was between 2015 and 2019. This is 2023. It took eight years for the DOJ, the FBI, and the IRS. Never reporting it at all It is my understanding that those three parts of our federal government hid anything to do with Joe Biden. I believe that and I believe it all came from the Democratic Party owning those three divisions. And my whole uh, call up to you right now is one thing. What can we do as citizens of the United States? It, it is like me and nice people like you, and hopefully some of the people out there listening to this. What can we do to create the FBI, the Department of Justice, the IRS, somehow be not only held responsible, but have each one of those departments report to each other when everything, anything happens, to try to prevent it from never expressing it to the media? Well, I, this bothers the hell out of me. You, it really does.
0: You just and did it. It, it, You just we're did We're living it, in a
2: society right now where that exists. The DOJ says nothing about Joe Biden.
0: Yeah. The
2: the, the, uh, the FBI nothing. The l s nothing. I'm and up, even some of the newspapers say nothing.
0: I'm up against it's the. Bra- I'm up against the, the
2: New York Post, Harold. A lot of this information would never have been promoted. So my question is. To you, to your audience, is the rest of the people out there aware that we've got a government that is absolutely owned by the Democratic Party as opposed to being an independent agency? All right, what do you
0: think? Harold, we're going to have to look. I'm going to answer your question when I come back from break, but you just did what you can do. You talked about it. You can hold your elected officials accountable and tell them you're not going to vote for anyone that doesn't hold the Department of Justice accountable and transparent. But you just did what people out there need to do. So I appreciate you calling. I'm going to answer your question more when I come back from break. But it's uh, 536 now. I apologize to Paul Michaels with the news, but we're going to go to him now. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 1745. That would be 545 for you civilians out there. Um, 70, 79 degrees here in the studio in Pittston. Um, just looking through this article here, it says the, the federal government has little ability to keep track of the illegal migrants once they are, are apprehended entering the U.S. and subsequently released into the country, according to a new report. The Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General, a federal watchdog group, released the report showing that the Department of Homeland Security has security has major room for improvement in maintaining valid addresses for migrants to follow up with them. Immigration and Customs Enforcement must be able to locate migrants to enforce immigration laws, including to arrest and remove individuals who are considered potential threats to national security, the report said. The notable percentage of missing, invalid for delivery, or duplicate addresses on file means Department of Homeland Security may not be able to locate the migrants following their release into the United States. As the department continues to to apprehend and release tens of thousands of migrants, illegal migrants, each month, valid post-release addresses are essential. The report comes as illegal immigration has exploded in the U.S. since President Joe Biden took office, prompting roughly 50 Texas counties to declare an invasion and roughly 50 Texas counties to issue disaster declarations and declare states of emergency. It also comes, as the Biden administration still can account, for the whereabouts of at least 130,000 unaccompanied minors placed in homes with sponsors or individuals who claim to be family members under the oversight of the Department of Health and Human Services according to two separate reports. Allegations of abuse and neglect and the federal government not being able to account for the whereabouts of so many children prompted Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to call for a grand jury investigation. Its findings also resulted in a congressional investigation. In August, at least 215,908 foreign nationals were caught or reported evading capture after illegally entering the southwest border. According to the report, Department of Homeland Security released more than 1 million illegal migrants into the U.S. from March 2021 to August 2022. The Inspector General tracked the Department of Homeland Security work in obtaining addresses and keeping up with these migrants, many of whom were apprehended as they illegally entered the country. Based on our review of 981,671 migrant records documented by the U.S. Border Patrol from March 2021 through August 2022, addresses for more than 177,000 illegal migrant records were either missing, invalid for delivery, or legitimate, uh, legitimate residential locations, or not legitimate residential locations. On top of that, the Department of Homeland Security struggled to validate the addresses they did have. In addition to illegal migrants not providing U.S. release addresses, the Department of Homeland Security faced several challenges hindering its ability to record and validate migrant addresses as required, the report said. The U.S. Border Patrol did not accurately or effectively capture valid addresses, in part, to the large number of migrants apprehended, as well as its limited coordination with ICE and its limited authority to administer compliance with address requirements. ICE also did not have adequate resources to validate or analyze migrants' post-release addresses. At which point do we have enough evidence to bounce the Secretary of Homeland Security Mayorkas out of a job? At which point is incompetence so traumatic that we need to say enough's enough at which point where you're totally incompetent at your job do we say it's time to move on is this or is this just become the accepted status quo is this just hey he's incompetent he's not doing his job it's causing a crisis everywhere in our nation everywhere including our backyard here it's not at the limits that these other cities are but it'll get there And the amount of children that I just listed for you, that they have no idea where they are. I bet you law enforcement has an idea where they are, what they're being used for, a lot of them. And I don't care if it's just 1% of that, what was it, 130,000? 170,000? 177,000. That's just incredible that we've allowed this to go on. It's just incredible that this has been tolerated and not screamed from the rooftops. 177,000 children, minors, unaccompanied minors throughout our country disappeared on, on this administration's watch. 130, I'm sorry, 130,000 unaccompanied minors placed in homes with sponsors or individuals who claim to be family members. Disappeared. 130,000 children. Unaccompanied minors. Now I'm sure, like there are missing almost a million adults that they can't track down because of bad addresses. I'm sure some of that's written to that. So what do we, do we just let this continue? Do we just let the floodgates continue to come in? I mean, if you want to shield a, a, a Joe Biden or administration of Biden, how come these incompetent secretaries that he has that are outright causing crises across our nation? It is, it is stemming to everything else. Illegal migration throughout our country has already hit crisis levels in some of our major cities. It's going to hit crisis levels in a ton of other places, including here, at which point is enough's enough. We're seeing it time and time again that every interview this guy gives, he says, oh, we're doing a great job. Everything's good. No, the the cartels don't. When you have the experts there, the chiefs on the scene, the Border Patrol chiefs saying we don't have operational control of our, our borders, at which point is it enough's enough? The, the 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 acts that they do, where you have you know members of Congress dressing all in white, going down to the fence to to say, "Oh my God, look at what they're doing to these children in cages," and look what they're doing to that. You know what? The cages that the Obama administration built were probably a safer place for them than one hundred and thirty thousand them missing throughout our country. Where if just one percent. are brought into sex trafficking or human trafficking is too many. And if you think it's just 1%, you're out of your mind with everything that's going on in this nation. This is a major problem that at least we try to address, where illegal migration, especially with children, is something we don't address at all. How do we let someone who's not the legal guardian of someone coming over? And I'm sorry, if you don't have paperwork to show that this child is your... Child is you are the legal guardian for this child, then you have to turn around and go back. It doesn't become their problem to our problem, but it's become our problem, and not as it's not become our government's problem. They're passing it along to us, and instead of hiring resources, legal, law enforcement authorities to hunt down track and incarcerate human traffickers, children, sex traffickers, we're spending that money to house and feed and give health care and education to illegal migrants. And this just isn't the illegal migrants. You're getting everybody else involved in it as well, because it's just giving shield to the, the trafficking where they're taking American citizens' children are disappearing. Happens all the time. If you do the searches, there's missing persons for teenagers all the time. When I worked in lower Manhattan, when I worked in Manhattan, midtown Manhattan, the Port Authority bus terminal in late 80s, early 90s, we'd get kids from from Iowa, Kansas, all getting off bus, young girls, 14, 15, 16, promised a better life. If we could intercept them and get them to the assistance places we could to get them off the street and, and... Open up their eyes to what what they were about to fall into, but how many fell through the cracks? All you need to do is drive around the west side of Manhattan during that time, or all the shops that were along Forty Second Street. That's where they ended up. That's where the the ones who actually the, the it's a betters are probably better. Where that's the ones who ended up better off than the ones who are in real tragic situations to where they're they're chained to a bed somewhere. Because that's the reality of what's going on with that hundreds of thousands of people they can't account for that came through our border because the addresses are either the same addresses, and how is that working? How are migrants all getting the same address to use as a U.S. address, and how is that not a red flag when we put them in the system to begin with? We need to start holding these people accountable. It's uh, 5.56 here at WIOK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Again, I'm going to give you the same advice I told you yesterday. Go home, hug your loved ones, tell them you love them, tuck them into bed, tell them you're proud of them, ask them what's going on in their life. Call your mom and dad, call your grandparents, tell them the same. We're uh, sometimes the only ones we have are the ones around us. So uh, God bless, be safe, and we'll do this thing called radio again tomorrow.